You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. there what are you embarrassed of us you i'm don't want, embarrassed you don't want people want. to see Look us at you guys holy welcome fuck. everybody to holy the ludini rock and roll circus uh okay how's everybody doing out there tonight awesome. i can't hear you me i'm awesome and how's come mr pittsburgh oh there's mr. There, pittsburgh. come on man get me in there we need to get mr pittsburgh could you yeah. reach over there and kill those two lights please kill mr. them switches uh-huh. kill it. we got switches and witches and titches and whackins we got all kind of fun stuff. So anyway, so LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is our web site. Yeah. We aren't one of these machismo organizations that has just like a Facebook page or a Twitter account. No, we have a little legitimate fucking website. <gasps> Except the dun, fuck dun, word. Dun. So just deal with it. <laughs> Pull down your pants. Oh. Again? Yes. And get ready for it. <laughs> because we are coming at you. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. You want to check it out? No, you do not have to pull down your pants okay. when you go there, but it does help, right, Lil? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Why do you want to go there? Because you Not because you want to pull down your pants. That's that's like, that's a, well, that's like the second reason people right. go there, Mr. Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. Right, that's not the sure. main reason. The main reason people might go there is because they may want to just... Um, Get some more information on what we got going on. We have merchandise. I'm wearing a mm. piece of our merchandise right now. Gotta Balls. Give me some of that. Yeah. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Balls Deep Rock and Roll. <laughs> what does that mean? That's an oldie. <laughs> Balls Deep, baby. Balls Classic. Deep. Oh, my. Well, um, the left ball might even be in there. That's how we're. How, wow. How, how much we're into it here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. But there's merchandise. There is our U- entire YouTube archive. Mm. Uh, YouTube has, like, hide some of our stuff so it's you got it all in one place right there you can get access to our inner circle group on facebook where we you know you guys can hang out with us live and when i say who's listening out there that's what i'm talking to because we do have a live audience so you get to participate in this so check it out ludinirockandrollcircus.com uh also go to wolfscustoms.online for custom artwork and paint jobs done on all your musical instruments why look like a schmo when you can Ooh. look like a hoe with an <laughs> exactly. awesome paint right? job that's from wolf's customs that's beautiful WolfsCustoms.online, find them all over social media, as well as RockRageRadio.com, as my good friend Lily V6 is always wanting to remind me, what happens at RockRageRadio.com? Well, my show, of course, is Hot Licks with Lily But what happens at that website? Free music all day Mm. long, and interviews, and all kinds of goodies. (laughs) You get the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, as well as what again, Lily? Hot Licks with Lily 6, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't even know what that means. Them licks is hot. <laughs> oh, they're making exactly. me feel good tonight. How? How? The hottest Lily, you got the hottest licks in town. <laughs> <laughs> For free. Uh-huh. And yeah. Just go to RockRageRadio.com. Right. We're off the subject here. Go yeah. to RockRageRadio.com. Download the app. Get the free um, get, get, get the free app. And uh, you get to check out great music. Great music programming 24-7. It's like a little slice of heaven. Just a little. It's Just a big a slice of heaven. Uh, okay, the big slice of heaven, twenty four seven. Is that the it's rock true. rages? See, we're making up mottos for everybody. As we so, go, yeah, true. we copy. We just copy. Uh, that's copywritten, so no fucking around. 
Um, you know, we're not going to get made like Willie Dixon did with Led Zeppelin. Okay? No, 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 none of that shit. Okay. So we are here once again, and I think we usually what we do, we kind of like maybe do like our personal weekend reviews, mm-hmm. like what we did and mm-hmm. stuff. So start with Lily. <laughs> what did you do, Lily? fun? Well, on Friday, or yeah, Friday, I found out once again that I am not athletic. I was participating in the Office Olympics for work. Not athletic at all. So I'm just going to continue to do trivia for them from now on. And then uh, Sunday, I went to go see Quiet Riot at Jurgles with uh, Blackridge and Dying Breed opening nice. for the show. It was fantastic. Rudy uh, Sars are still in the band, so he was. How's all- Kevin's voice? Funny. It's dead. <laughs> he is also not in the band right now, oh. but that would be funny if he was. He's taking a break. <laughs> Jizzy goes. Pearl is now the Wait, who? What? Wait. Jizzy Pearl from Jizzy. Love Hate. From Jizzy. Love Hate, yes. Jizzy. Jizzy. Is that, is that his Christian name? Uh, probably not. I christen you, <laughs> Jizzy Pearl. He is now the lead singer for Quiet nice. Right. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. Also, he um, sang the Love Hate song, uh, Blackout in a Red Room, which mm. I freaking love. Broke my bra. Got so excited <clears throat> from jumping up and down. Wow. I heard of, you know, in the 60s, they used to say, <laughs> burn your bra. No, I no. broke it. But Lily, Lily V6 here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus says, break your bra. It's yeah, snapped. taking it to a whole new level. <laughs> That's how excited I was to hear that song. But it was a great show all around, front to back. Awesome. Nice. Like, how good does your song have to be, Mr. <laughs> Pittsburgh, that women's bras just snap open? When you when it starts, you know. Sadly, I don't know because <laughs> because actually more clothes go on when I play my music. It's very strange. They're putting the coats on, walking. Yeah, <laughs> like way where are you going? I have a question for you, Lily. Yes. Uh, Office Olympics. Did you do the Gerflunken? I I did not. I actually did tug of war. See, Lily gets that. Yes, I do from the office. Uh, I did tug of war, which I won the first two heats of with my team, and I also did a relay race that I kind of got tricked into. Didn't realize I'd have to actually mm-hmm. do any running. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's probably wow. not a good idea ever for okay. me. But yeah, no more athleticisms for there me. There you go. <laughs> Done. Well, know your limits. <laughs> know your Man's boundaries. Man's got to know. Yes. His limitations. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, guys, it is uh, that was your that was Lily's weekend. My weekend was a big nothing. Oh, oh wow! It was my that turn this big, weekend. Big big nothing. I um <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys um, flip flop. I had uh, a miscommunication about some plans on both Saturday and Sunday. So. Oh, well, that's poop. But I did mm-hmm. my do my old fallback, and that is watch movies. Nice. There you go. And I watched, I will tell you the music movie I watched second, uh-huh. but I watched the remake of Good Night, Mommy. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And okay. Um, <laughs> did you ever see the original? No. I saw it on Pornhub. No, wow. Not, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. It's don't. not that no, kind of up. movie. Was, Lou, why did you say that? It sounds like it, though. <laughs> Good Night, Mommy. <laughs> you wild? The no, bra, it is, the wires. Uh, yeah. Let's say it's a thriller. Uh-huh. I do not remember country of origin on the original. It might have been Spanish or or um, French or something. We, oui. but we, uh, oui? I don't know. Maybe it came out a long time ago. Au revoir, mommy. Really time ago. We'll have to look that up later. Yeah, but there's a remake of it with uh, Naomi Watts. Okay. Okay. It's, it's um, you know, I would give them a, you know, it's okay. It isn't great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It isn't. But there is there's some cool. It's okay. How new is the remake? Just like this week oh, or something. Really? Yeah. It just oh, came out. Just oh, came I didn't out. even know. Wow. All right, cool. It like okay. literally just came Interesting. out. 
I saw a trailer that it was coming out. Then, then like two days later, it was out. So. Mm. Nice. So yeah, uh, so that was okay. But I saw, I watched, and I know Mr. Pittsburgh loves this. Uh, yes. Documentary as well. Ooh. Who is Harry Nielsen? Yes. And why is everybody talking about him? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mr. Pittsburgh? Everybody is talking about him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great documentary. Because uh, why you you know, growing up in that era, the seventies and whatnot, you you knew the voice, you knew the songs, you just didn't know the story, you know. And it was really cool. And I had mentioned to you, his daughter is now on TikTok. Sharing little stories. About oh, him. oh! I thought she was like you know, what? you know, you know, dancing to you know, no. you know, white ass pussy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give them any ideas, please. <sighs> Not white yeah, ass. Yeah, white so ass that's pussy. <laughs> white, white ass. <laughs> wow. One of his lesser known songs, "White Ass Pussy." <laughs> yeah. That's the Kid Rock like rebuttal. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> now you just gave him an idea. See, yep. well, okay, well, see, this <laughs> is how welcome. I get. A, this is how I get away with saying. Terrible things. Uh-huh. See, I say no, no. Kid Rock was saying he was going to do that. Oh, do you want to do the disclaimer? Because last time we waited till like three quarters away through the podcast. But anyways, before we will do the disclaimer before we get into it here. Yes. But uh, yes, this is a great documentary. Oh, yeah, it's very touching. You might need a box of Kleenex. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, very, very. And you, there's a when I watched the movie the first time. Uh, there was, I knew some of his songs, but there was a bunch of, well, I know it was Harry Nielsen. I didn't, yeah. I know it was Harry Nielsen. I know it was Harry Nielsen. I know it was Harry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh my God, I love that song. I didn't know it was Harry Nielsen. Yeah. Very, uh, re- just, w- the, the man was like amazing. He's one of the most amazing singers mm-hmm. ever. And songwriter, of course. But he's not like, he's not, um, what's the word I want? Uh, venerated like a John Lennon, right? But John, him and John Lennon were like almost best friends. Oh, they did mm-hmm. an album together. Oh, and his other best friend was Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr was the best man at his wedding. Wow, that's yeah. nice. What happened with go. him? What happened was no. The check is that this is the ultimate endorsement, right? <laughs> The Beatles go on national television and say, our, our favorite American group is Harry Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they all said it. They all went yeah. around. Oh, they loved it. Uh, uh, wow. Paul, too. Um, and actually, he did stuff with Paul McCartney as well. Nice. They, were, they all loved They all loved him. They thought he was just absolutely brilliant. And when he came out, people were calling him, you know, this is America's answer to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really, really good. But... It was he's it was he had a self destructive side. Yeah, it's um, it's a really incredible story, and the story of how him and his like his last wife met. Do you oh, remember that? No, yes, remind me. it's really so. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm. spoil it for you because it's one of the best moments in the movie. It's so <sighs> touching about how about how how they got together. It's very very good. So, anyways, check that out if you've never seen it. So. Um, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We are uh, Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, Lily V6 here from yes. Rock Rage Radio. Yes. And we have Mr. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Kevin. From right next door. From right next door. Yes. Okay. That's, that's not a streaming We're- service. I literally live right <laughs> next door. People are like, can I download that app? Um, okay. Sure. <laughs> Good it. luck. See what happens. <laughs> the right next door app. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's the next door out. Then there's the right next door out. Just me walking around. It's just my like apartment. it's just like you Dusting. and you're like immediate neighbors and they're yeah. just, you know what? Oh wait, that's, that's us. It. <laughs> Let's go see what Charlie's doing. No, he's making dinner. <laughs> so we have to tell you before we start <laughs> that you have tuned in to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast mm-hmm. where we are free speech absolutists. That means we say words like fuck <gasps> and associated I know, words. Right? We make jokes based on people's skin color sometimes. We'll say somebody else said it. Yeah, that's how you get around it. We'll Very make good, jokes about boobs, dicks. We, we will say that we actually said those. Farts. Yeah. Shits. Yeah. And all kind of bodily ablutions. Ablutions. <laughs> that's a good so, so if that is, so if you're triggered by things like that, please <laughs> turn this the fuck off now. Yeah. Pardon you're welcome. Mouth. You're welcome. <laughs> so on that happy note, let's go ahead and let's just, so we do it. This is so, this is such an amazing, talk about an amazing story, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of twists and turns to this. Mm-hmm. And then there's a kind of, Epilogue that makes you go like everything that they went through is what they gave to the world, right? Right. But anyways, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. I promise, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get there. Mm-hmm. But this is the story of Joan Jett and Lita Ford. So it's really not. It can't be verses. These guys came yeah. up together in the same band. Right. Literally, they were. If these, this wasn't like oh, Joan was playing in her band and Lita was playing in her band and like a super. No, 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 no. They literally like learned to play kind of like side mm-hmm. by side as teenagers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking teenagers. <laughs> and they're making records and playing on stages and flooring everybody. This is their first band. It's called The Runaways, right, Lily? Yes. Just absolutely incredible incredible thing. And these two amazing women, Joan Jett and Lita Ford, you know, end up sort of like rising to the top. Mm-hmm. This, you know, ironically, the lead singer kind of like didn't re- really, really stay in music too yeah, much. Yeah, no, she didn't Kind of popped off. in and out of music, exactly. But Joan and Lita really, in the next decade, really became staples of the 80s. They are, when you talk about the girls, you know, playing rock and roll in the 80s, Joan Jett, Lita Ford, Pat Benatar, Hart, you know, that it's like it. You know, it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, those are the queens right there. So anyway, so Lily is going to go ahead and give us a sort of biography or background. Go ahead. Whatever you got. Wherever okay, you so start. I'm going to go with Lita first because that's what's on my list first. Um, English-born American guitarist, vocalist, songwriter, lead guitarist for The Runaways in the 70s. She did have a successful glam metal solo career that hit its peak in the late 80s. Um, in 1989, her single Close My Eyes Forever, a duet with Ozzy Osbourne, remains her most successful song, reaching number eight on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. Uh, she was in The Runaways uh, from 1975 to 1979. She was 16 years old when she was recruited by, I'm sorry, he's a Looney Tune, Kim, Kim, Kim Fowley. Fowley. <laughs> <laughs> um, they got a recording contract right away. They released their first album in 76. Um, huge media attention for the whole but band. But this is like their first band. This, Kim yeah. Fowley's kind of put puts this together. Yeah. Right. He has some ulterior motives. Mm. <laughs> no, but mm. he does do this thing. Don't don't ever let that like leave your mind throughout this, this whole <laughs> thing here. Kim Fowley starts this whole thing. Go ahead. Yeah. 
So, um, her lead guitar playing became a huge element uh, of the band sound until they eventually broke up in 1979. Um, there were s- several internal conflicts between the girls, and this is why they broke up. I mean, Sherry Curie is, became totally like... We're not really talking about her, but this she was part of the problem. She was the lead singer. Yeah, she was the lead singer of the band. Um, and then, of course, like I said, they broke up in uh, 79. Uh, then uh, Lita Ford got her solo career in 82 to 95. Um, she signed with Mercury Records. Um, her first album sucked commercially. Mm. Was Didn't have any of the hits that we know on it. Mm-hmm. Um, she signed with RCA Records and hired Sharon Osbourne Management as her next venture. Okay, well, it's probably the smartest decision in her career. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, Sharon's known in the business. She's fucking ruthless. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> probably how she got that duet. Yep. Just saying. Yeah. Um, well, if I may, the first album was, like, with her first husband, yes? I don't know. Okay, so I saw an interview and he basically was a control freak. So that first album, she has so that's said, the, yeah. yeah, wasn't her music. It was his music and she come in, do some lyrics, do some guitar licks. So that's why it sucked. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he sucked. So he yeah, sucked. basically. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Sharon got involved, she uh, in 1988, she released her most commercially successful album. It was very pop-oriented, uh, or pop-metal friendly and everything, and people loved it because their Kiss Me Deadly was on there. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. to the Cave, yes. Goodbye yes. Forever, Falling In and Out of Love. All these songs we know, we love all these. Gotta um, let go. <laughs> Falling In and Out of Love was co-written by Nikki Six. Well, I'll just go ahead and put that because she did date him well, for a she short asked, time. They were fucking. Yes. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> for a short time, until he got too into the drugs and she decided she couldn't handle that. <laughs> Smart girl. Um, I said all that about Ozzy Osbourne. Her next release was Dangerous Curves in 1991. Featured her uh, last charting single to date, "Shot of Poison," which happens to be one of my most favorite Lita Ford songs ever. It's super pop, super fun, very catchy. And uh, Ford's final album prior to a lengthy recording hiatus was Black on the German ZYX Records. Then she took the hiatus because she wanted to raise a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two young sons. Uh, she put uh, music on the back burner, didn't want to do it anymore. That was from 1996 to 2007. So a long time she took away from the stage. Then in 2008, uh, she reemerged with, her new, uh, with a new band with Stet Howland from Wasp on drums. And... Ron Thal, Bumblefoot from Guns N' Roses. And that's, I don't know. Oh, PJ Farley. I love PJ Farley. That's Trickster. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I believe you. Okay. And on May 2011, Ford uh, promised to release a real comeback album later in the year with drummer Chuck Spaulding saying that 2009's new metal-inspired Wicked Wonderland was too much of a collaborative project with ex-husband Jim Gillette. Is that the guy? Yes. Okay. That's him. Got you. <clears throat> and um, you know, there's some personal life things. She was engaged to Tommy Iommi of Black Sabbath. She was married to Chris Holmes from Wasp. Uh, she was married to Nitro vocalist Jim Gillette in 1994. That's not the what you're talking about, Kev. It's a, that's not him. I can't okay. remember. I no, thought it was G- Gillette. This, uh, G- Jim was a later relationship. Okay. Yeah, okay. She, okay. He uh, boy, there's all kind of stuff. There's a. I want you guys to think about this. Lita Ford's ex boyfriend caught her. Laying with that naked with a very, 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 very famous rock star. Like, like Lita's a kind of, Lita's Lita's a B lister. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe C plus lister. Sure. Okay. B minus. This guy is, this this guy is a, like top of the cream of the crop. Was it Tiny Tim? 
It was Tiny Tim, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That's Edward hot. Van Halen. Oh. No. Yes. Ah! Up top here. Come here. Come here. Up top for Eddie. All right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was not mentioned. She, you know, he, she talked yeah. about it. She wow. like, he, was so, he was so sweet. That's what he all the girls so said about him. <laughs> he was so sweet. Valerie Bertinelli. He was so sweet. Like, they all said he was so sweet. And he's like, let's uh, go yeah, for a we beer. We all say that first, don't we? Don't. Just don't give him any alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sammy Hagar said about him. Wow. He was a completely different person when he drank. Eddie. He said he loved him when he was sober. He said when he got drunk, he was Yeah, not so nice. She's also done some acting. She was uh, the regular guitarist for the house band for the Howie Mandel show. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Um, she was in the horror movie Highway to Hell mm-hmm. as the hitchhiker. She mm. was almost going to be in The Surreal Life, but turned it down. Uh, she's uh, contributed her likeness to Xbox 360, PlayStation, PC video games, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, my gosh. All kinds of stuff. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, of course, had a hand in the uh, Runaways uh, movie. And I can't think any more of the things I want to say. Oh, she also did a, a Christmas single with Cherie Curie. Mm-hmm. And um, she has eight studio albums thus far. And that's all I have. Cap, uh, Mr. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Does she... I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. Does she play the guitar solo on Close My Eyes Forever? Ooh, that's a good question. I thought you would know the answer to that. Uh, I wasn't there that day. I was, and, and I was the, laying naked with Eddie Van Halen yeah, in the back wasn't. of the hotel room. Um, <laughs> was that you? That was me and Eddie. Mm. Are you sure it was Eddie? They had long hair. <laughs> um, so maybe somebody could look that up. But um, I would like to know that. <laughs> I'll go ahead and look that up. That, that, that and um, the guitar solo on Kiss Me Deadly. Oh, yeah. We can look that up. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. Because those were like big pop hits for her. But she mm-hmm. had she had a very, she did not, Joan had a number one song that was on the number, billboards, I think, for like eight weeks or something like that. Lita did not get that. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, she just, she just did not reach that. Joan, on the other hand, had, had greater like pop success mm-hmm. at times, at times. They're both, a lot of people would consider them anachronistic at this point because they don't really fit. They were, um, what? They sold, they were kind of, they were selling sex. They were selling, you know, and yes, I know Joan, uh, right, she's out, she's out as a lesbian. Technically. Okay. Um, You know, but they were selling sex and everything like, you know, so they don't really, they're kind of, they don't really fit with our, you know, post whatever we have post woke whatever we're doing here um so i I think it's harder i I think with all the history it's kind of hard to think back to what the phenomenon they were and they were neck and neck all the time and it was always always mentioned whenever Lita Ford had a song out, they had to make sure, you, oh yeah, Lita Ford, for me the runaway with the Joan Jett. and anytime Joan Jett is on, for me the runaway with the Lita Ford, and the, the, the MTV jocks, they were like pushing that button, they were pushing that, uh-huh. they were pushing, I don't know, maybe, I think everybody's hoping secretly for the runaways to get back together, because in the 80s, like they all would have been young enough, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been kind of cool, don't, yeah. can you imagine, 
Lily, an '80s Runaways Lily's reunion, that would like be, doing it like with a sort yeah. of 80s, maybe produced by Nikki Six or oh something my God. like that. Uh, I can't even handle that. Would be sick, it. dude. That would have been a sick <laughs> record. I, I yeah. would bought that record. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a giant uh, hit. But um, that, no, right? There was there was there was a lot of those girls were on their own path, and they were they became competitive with each other. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm still looking this up for you. Okay, that's all right. So they, <laughs> they became competitive competitive with each other, and it was they were always it was always a thing, like especially on MTV. Oh, we yeah. were the MTV generation, yeah. so that was huge. And they would, you know, anytime they and, and everything the jocks said on there, you, you'd listen You're to. Like, yeah, they were like they were kind of cu- music curators. You Nina know what Blackwood I mean? Blackwood knows what she's talking about, right? You know, they were they were kind of music curators for us. They mm-hmm. were. The sort of people you went to to kind of okay, is this cool? I, okay, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, they like it. Mark okay. Goodman likes it, so mm-hmm, we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we're doing. Exactly. But um, I loved uh, I loved Lita's music. So let's go ahead. You ready to talk about Joan? Yeah, I can talk about Joan. Um, apparently she did. They threw her an Aussie and a keyboard and a guitar in a room. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's all I'm reading from that. Either it's a huge secret or because that is, a, is that is yeah. a wonderful solo. That yes. is everything about that song is fucking great. That's her biggest hit. Oh right? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the biggest one. Reach um, number eight. That is everything about that is great. And, and the and the and the pairing of her with Ozzy is fucking perfect. great. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. And, like nowadays, there's all these like like Ozzy's. This is the second album he's uh, he's released now with a bunch of like featuring this guy and featuring that guy. You mm-hmm. know, um, but. Like that, that was on. That wasn't like a big thing at that time. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was a kind of like um, you know, uh, who there was a um, Sublime had a song with who was the uh, who was the uh, rapper. You know what I mean? Oh, like gosh. some people did. Some rappers. people did some stuff. There like, were collabs. Yeah, there was there was here and there, but it wasn't like the thing that it was. So. Right. Um, but that has become, and so many people get up saying the karaoke. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a fucking classic. So, I would definitely say that Lita definitely has. I, I don't know, man. I think "Kiss Me Deadly" is a classic. I. Th- That's a great fucking song. I'm going to say that Lita has a little more creativity. Well, well the thing is, too, <laughs> as I was going through like doing research today and, and going through like uh, you know watching different videos of her songs and her albums, I realized. I had more Lita Ford albums than I did Joan Jett. Okay, we're, let's let's we're getting. Well, I'm, okay. sorry, I'm sorry. While Lily was looking that up, I was kind of meandering. Filling. Are we you meandering? Filling in. Let's <laughs> go ahead and actually properly introduce Miss. Ladies Joan and Jett. gentlemen, Joan okay, Jett. Joan Jett, American singer, guitarist, record producer, and actress, best known for front woman of her band Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Mm-hmm. I have a joke about that later. Um, early, uh, early founding and performing <laughs> with the Runways. <laughs> Uh, which recorded and re- released the hit song Cherry Bomb. Uh, with the Blackhearts, Jen- Joan Jett is known for her rendition of the song I Love Rock and Roll. Number one in the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks in 1982. Um, other songs that we know by her, Bad Reputation, Light of Day, I Hate Myself for Loving You. Also covers of Crimson and Clover, Do You Want to Touch Me, and Dirty Deeds, which I love. Yeah, that was cool. I Love Rock and Roll is a cover, by the way. I know. Yes. Actually, she doesn't really write, does she? Not uh, really. Not really uh, so her much Her success anymore. is on covers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, three of her albums have been certified platinum or gold. She has been described as the queen of rock and roll. In 2015, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which yes. I was super excited about. Yes. Um, again, at 16, she was the founding member of the member of the Runaways with Sandy West and Looney Tune Kim. So I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so While Curie initially Calm fronted down. the band, Jett uh, sh- shared some of the vocal. Oh my God, talk. 
No, go ahead. I'm teasing. Wow. <laughs> Jet shared some of the lead vocals playing rhythm guitar and wrote or co-wrote some of the band's material along with Ford, West, and Curie. Um, they had uh, three albums. We already talked about that. Well, you mentioned her being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Okay, there's a story behind that. Oh, oh boy. do tell. You can go ahead. I just want to like, Please. I think it's a really, because you mentioned that and I just yeah. don't want to forget it. Do it oh. This is really do interesting. It before you forget so it. So when Nirvana was in, inducted. Yes. Guess who got up and played Kirk, all the Kurt Cobains and sang the whole of the songs? Joan fucking Jett. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yep. Joan Jett <clears throat> was fronting Nirvana. That's, that's like, whoa, dude. Because <laughs> Nirvana is like, I mean, I know like, Lily hates them for other reasons, but you have to recognize <laughs> what they did for music. Like they come, you know, and it's wild, hot, wildly in, uh, um, influential band even to this day. Truth. Mm-hmm. I will music give them the sound, respect. Rock sounds the way it sounds now because of Nirvana. <laughs> and I mean the rock that's real rock, the rock yeah, that we talk yeah. about here. Anyway, so so they that's how <laughs> rock and roll Joan Jett is. The yes. Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic. Hey. Asked her, yeah. asked fuck, she could have asked anybody. Yep. You realize they could have gotten fucking anybody. Like, there'd have been, there's so many people that they could have brought on to do that. There's Legit. tons of, there's tons of people that they could have brought in to do. They could have had a revolving door. They could have, like, they could have, like, well, had, like, Billy Joe Armstrong play a song. And, like, mm-hmm. You know, different people. They could have done something like that. No. They had Joan fucking Jet. Yeah. Now, listen to me. Go ahead. <laughs> Lucy, let me explain you. Preach it, Lou. Preach it. So they get inducted. As they're like walking out, Chris Novoselic turns to everybody who's standing around and says, Why isn't Joan Jett in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh. Next year, she was inducted. And boom goes the dynamite. Yes. Nice. That's why I was telling that long story because she mentioned that's right was the tie into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I gotcha. They, you know, there's a sort of like the idea that, you know, they said, Come on, come on. Rock and roll, rock and roll. <laughs> so on. go ahead. Well, in 1976, while touring in England with the Runaways, Joan first heard the song I Love Rock and Roll yeah, when she that. saw the Arrows perform on their UK television series, Arrows. Weird. Mm, ooh. <laughs> um, I'm going to break your phone one of these times. One of these days. Um, the Runaways altogether, they produced five albums from 1975 until they disbanded. Uh, Joan Jett... Uh, Produced the Gems only album in, right the after Germs. The Germs, sorry, I'm blind. Uh, uh, Pat Smear, right yes. from Nirvana, Nirvana, and, and the Foo Fighters, and the Germs, and the Germs, and the Germs, and the Foo Fighters. Yeah, and the and the and Nirvana, and the Germs. Oh my god, and the Foo Fighters, and the Foo Germs. Pat Smear, honk at a clown. Honk, he's in the house. Oh boy, he liked the Pat Smear. He liked to have the pet smear. You know, when I saw that name, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> really like, you know, I will stop. We have to talk about What grade this. are we in? We have to fucking, no, come on. His name is Pat Smear. Come on. Come on. Why do you have to make fun of it? We already know it's funny. Okay. I know, but what I'm saying is like, it's like the elephant in the room. Like nobody wants to talk about it. Like, like the jocks on MTV and stuff would just say his name. Like it was nothing. I'm like, you realize you just said, you realize I just made you say Pat Smith. Everybody Pat Smith. giggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but go ahead. Continue, my, my love. In 1979, <laughs> Joan decided to go solo and she uh, recorded three songs with the Sex Pistols. Paul Cook. Sorry. I have to. And Steve Jones. Um, when she did uh, I Love Rock and Roll. Um, there was actually she had an obligation to uh, to complete a film that was loosely based on the band's career called We're All Crazy Now. 
Quiet Riot, oh, and Slade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, while working on the project, Joan met songwriter and producer Kenny Laguna, who was hired by manager Tommy, mm-hmm. Toby Mammoth to help Jet with uh, writing some of the tracks for the film. Blah, blah, <laughs> <Toby>. blah. <laughs> we're down, we're down to the Joan Jet and the Blackhearts. What are you laughing about? He doesn't. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, Lord. With does, anybody, does anybody have a towel? No. <laughs> I got tube sock. It's Here all you over go. your chair. Here's your. With Laguna's assistance, Jet formed the Blackhearts. Um, he recounted, I told Joni to forget the band and support herself to get money. Blah, blah, blah. She said she had to have a band. She has to have a band because she needs a band because she's cool like that. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't. I can hear her voice else. saying it. Mm-hmm. But if I have to have a band, man. Yeah. Yeah. I really she don't think she talks th- like that. Did you ever hear her talk? Like really? I, I have, wanna, but you're I you're kind of going surfer. Yeah, right? man. I need a band. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't highlight anything else. Well, the thing about the thing. Well, well, Kenny Laguna did not like the version that she did with the guys from the Sex Pistols. He felt it was too like. It was a se- it was like the Sex Pistols. It yeah. was kind of yeah. like. Yeah. Kind of like not real tight and punchy. It was more kind of loose. And he didn't feel it was hard edge enough. So I, I think it was a smart fucking decision because that song is, dude, it's like played at sporting uh-huh, events. Uh-huh. It's like everywhere. Yep. Her version, excuse me, yeah. her, version, her version, her version. She's, and that's interesting, right? When somebody does a cover of a song and it becomes the, <laughs> right. Signature version, yeah. and there's a we could do a whole podcast on songs sure that could. where, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the cover version is the one we actually know. Right, we don't know the we don't know the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about who is Harry Nielsen. The song one is the lonely is not you know, right, right from that. That's a Harry Nielsen song, but three dog, but Night. three dog night yeah. had the big hit with. It. I actually yeah. didn't know that exactly. So yeah. There we go. Exactly. So that <laughs> there's an example, of, but but in any case, it's an it's a moment in time. That was so amazing. People were walking around, and it was just like it was a moment where you kind of it made you feel like everybody was cool because it's such a cool song, mm-hmm. and Joan mm-hmm. Jett's such a cool artist, and it and we were all liking this song at the same time, and you kind of felt like yeah, even people you thought were douchebags, he's always kind of cool. He's like he's rocking out to Joan Jett, you <laughs> exactly. Know? It's got to be okay, yeah. you know. We can't, you know, we we all can agree on Joan Jett. It was a kind of a yes. kind of a yes. kind of a sentiment. She's like the cool girl. Cool yeah, she was the cool world. chick. You know, yeah. she you could tell that like if she was in your school, like if you were a nerd, she'd still be your friend. Yeah, if you were. Um, you know, if you were like a kind of a kind of jock, but you weren't an asshole, she'd she'd hang with you as long as you were. Yeah. As long as you I'd go smoke with her in the boys' room. room, huh? I'd go smoke with her. In she'd the boys be smoking room. in. Yeah. She would be smoking in the boys' room. She probably exactly. had the best weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she'd probably do all kind of cool shit. Yes. If you if you were like if you were having your period, she'd probably give you tampons. She, she probably yeah, would. She probably would. She probably that, that, would. That's a kind. That's a kind of person. That's in her yearbook. That's a kind of. That's a kind of person. She probably had a lot of guys as friends. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I no could say that. <laughs> kind of. She would be that kind of. She would be like. You can just imagine it. She. She's. She's a character. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. Like cool it. This is. This is what we don't. This is what we're missing. Is these people <laughs> that were like their characters. She's like, jo- like jo- almost a female Ferris Bueller. She gets along with everybody. Yeah. You know, and everybody, everybody agrees. But she's what cool. I'm saying, what I'm saying yeah. is like you can just you get an idea of the this character from her music uh-huh. and her attitude right. and everything like that. And it's very um um endearing. 
It's mm-hmm. very like, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing we can all kind of, she's your sister, she's your friend, she's mm-hmm. she's your sister's friend. You know what I mean? Like you could just kind of imagine her uh, in, 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 like that. So she's like super accessible mm-hmm. because of that, just yep. to people and people's imaginations. Who knows what she's really like? You know, we don't, I don't really know. I don't know Joan Jett personally. She could be like anything. She could be, she could be maybe incredibly shy. Maybe, maybe she's totally stuck up. Like, I don't know. I I can't see that. I'm just saying, I don't really know. (laughs) I don't, I don't don't know. I'm just saying you, we could be surprised. So I think that this really sold her Mm -hmm. to to people, especially in America. I mean, I think this really just this the, the whole image, you know, she'd be on the album cover. She'd have the leather pants on, but she'd have Ked's, uh, right. uh, Chuck's. Uh, always. Yeah, Chuck, yeah. Chuck's, yeah. Chuck's sneakers. You know, so she was like, you know, sexy, but like kind of also kind of laid back. Yeah. You know, um, so she had this whole, she was just perfect. The way they figured figured out what to do with her was really, really good. Lita Ford, unfortunately, did not have that. Lita Ford was put out as the kind of like female, I don't know what the female Vince Neil or the female who. I mean, she's a great guitar player too. She's a really good guitar player. So you know, I kind of feel like you, you nailed it with the Vince Neil. Yeah, yeah. she's a kind yeah. of like you know, she kind of you kind of put her in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can sing, and she has a great <laughs> voice. she has yes. a great voice. Oh man, yeah, and did great songs as well, but. She did not have the accessibility. The marketing was different. The marketing yeah. was different. The sound yeah. was different. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is, I think, one of the things. And I think that maybe you, uh, you and I talked about this, Kevin, one time. That one of the issues in the Runaways was that Lita was a fan more of like, t- well, Tony Iommi was like mm-hmm. her hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Joan was comes more from punk rock, right? More punkish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, sure. there was a kind of argument or a kind of disagreement about the musical direction as a result of those two mm-hmm. different influences mm-hmm. which working together sound very very cool mm-hmm. with what they did with the runaways right. sounds really really neat but it was a point it was a point of contention and the girls were young and you want to go out and prove yourself and blah 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 right <laughs> and they're probably competitive yeah giant mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. at 16 oh my god are you kidding you want to get you want to get four 16 year old girls together are you fucking that this yeah, dude like crazy. yes kim fowley was half saint half dirtbag he was uh, <laughs> but he was half saint yeah because like that was no gonna be no easy task no fucking way i'm telling you man even drugs weren't gonna be enough to like calm that situation down yeah we're talking teenage literal teenagers mm-hmm. not like 18 19 no, like no, 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 teenagers. no. literal teenagers <laughs> You got to deal with the know-it-all teenagers. Yeah, oh my God. You want to deal with that shit? Know-it-all female teenagers. Uh. Here's what's so interesting, though. So Kim Fowley brought them all together. This is, and we have to talk about Kim Fowley in this story because he brings them all together. Turns out that, yes, he was touching. There were things going parts on. Parts of bodies mm, and stuff that weren't, yeah. you know, was inappropriate. In um, today's world would never even happen you wouldn't have parents right just freely like, well these were and their parents were kind of like yeah. middle class parents these girls weren't like from the ghetto no. now you might have girls from you might have kids from the ghetto doing something like this but these are like kind of middle class kids mm-hmm. whose parents weren't like they weren't helicopter parents 
Right. They were like, you know, and you know, you know, they were they were kind of like they were probably smoking a little weed themselves. Mm-hmm. In fact, so Southern California, you know, you know the the whole scene. So, if it wasn't for that permissive kind of thing going on, and Kim Fowley, yes, he was macking on him, but they would never, there would, they, we, we may not even be doing this podcast. There may have never have been a Lita Ford or a Joan Jett, right? Mm-hmm. He saw, and I think, the, and I know the girls saw it too because they've talked to them. I've heard them interviewed. They all saw that, like, there, there's this is a giant like opportunity because mm-hmm. nobody is going out being like, I mean, they, they knew what they was going on. Like they could tell that they had to look together. He had the right mix of like, kind of like schoolgirl attitude and like sexiness and tough girl. You know, they mm-hmm. had the right. He just knew exactly how to how to how to put that how to put that together. The way the way each were dressed, like almost like kind of like a different character, right? Like almost like Kiss in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was more mm-hmm. subtle, of course, than that. So it was just really one of those things. They they just knew that they had lightning in a bottle, but it just it didn't work out. The girls were too young, et cetera, and there's too many drugs and things like that. You can't get girls that young, people that young on these hardcore substances. That's it really fucks them up. It really, really does. And and you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. But it was a different era. In any case. So this dirtbag kind of guy is also the kind of guy that got them their careers. We none of right. these people would have been able to do what they ended up doing if it wasn't if it wasn't for him and this crazy situation. So it's a kind of miracle that this is even happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this just would. So this is one of the reasons why when people say, well, "Where are the like the awesome rock stars?" This is one of the reasons why we have a different society. Right. Mm-hmm. These kind of people can't happen. Right now. Right, well, not, I don't say anymore, but right now, the way we're doing things, they can't, right. they can't, that can't happen. You're just not going to, you're just not going to have that. So anyway, so anyway, so this is a beautiful thing. And isn't beauty and tragedy, aren't they always kind of mixed, right? Well, right. Yeah, you know, definitely. there's always this, you know, yes, the girls have tragic lifestyles, but like, we all go through hard shit in our lives. We all do go through stuff that sucks. They were able to like do this in a way to provide the world with like massive amounts of what joy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good feeling, entertainment, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. The, you know, the, they were able to give this music to millions and millions and millions of people. So you have to kind of go like, was our pain worth it to be able to do something like that? Right. right. I mean, especially Jones songs. Are you know, she's that's gonna be remembered for like a long, long, long time. It's like serious shit. So, I think that even though like they went through some bad stuff, we have this amazing legacy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you get that right. Aren't all the great stories right? Like tragic, tra- always tragic. Yeah, it's always always yeah, tragic. Yeah. But then there's this kind of like, uh, but then we ended up okay and we found our way right. and blah, blah blah. And this is the Runaways and Joan Jett and Lita Ford are light kind of, of are kind of this. Yes, yeah, the light of day. And did mm-hmm. you mention that? I didn't mention that, but she was in that movie with Michael J. Fox. Which if you've right. never seen awesome. it, if you've never yeah. seen it. If you've never fucking seen it, it's th- on YouTube. Nobody, 
Nobody's going to... Michael Michael J. Fox is never going to convince me that he's a rocker, ever. <laughs> Michael McKean is in it, however. Yes. And I think I thought that was an awesome choice. That yeah, was. That was good. To have him in it. But Joan Jett steals the fucking mm-hmm. movie. Exactly. She is the Absolutely. movie. And I'm like, bitch, why didn't you get more great roles? Like, she could have right. been like... Uh, you know who's a good actor? And I hate... And I know, like, she's a she's a polarizing character, but that Courtney Love... I yeah, know. She's I've seen really her things. Good too. I'm like, wow. Truth. She yeah. really is. What is it with these crazy bitches can be good actors? <laughs> I don't They're know. just being themselves. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? I'll take that from personal experience. I was in a movie. I was myself. It was great. <laughs> crazy, man. Could that song even happen today? We should do that. Ten songs that could probably could we could not do a happen series. Today. Ten songs that could not happen today. <laughs> I'm sure we could. Do you, no. What's that song? Um, do you, remember, you know the song Into the Night? Oh, yeah. Benny uh, Mardellis. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Oh my God, the lyrics oh, no. are like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like the first, the first line. <laughs> you're like, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's like really it's a great song. It's a great song, and what cracks me up is when it like pops up on oldie stations and right? stuff like that. Yeah. You just... Yikes! <laughs> oh Sir. my goodness, you know. Um, anyway, so that is so. Look. What do you What do you guys want to say? Do you have any sort of sum uppins? Or well, before we do this, let's run down everybody's our favorite, our best, or each person's like best songs, real quick. Okay. So what do you you have a list of songs? No. I didn't make a list of songs, but "Shot of Poison" by Lita Ford will be my number one always. Ooh, there you go. Always. Very good. Okay. Um, as far as Joan Jett goes, I I have to say her "Dirty Deeds" is probably I love that's her interesting. Like the video. That's, that's awesome. a great. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. I, I just love it. It's very and what's haunting. It's got a slide guitar solo in it, too. Mm. It just is That's like... fucking like... I was like, ah. Oh. Everything about that is great. There's one thing you could... Yeah, she released the covers album. I'm like, aren't all your albums covers? Yeah. I mean, let's be real. We love you, but kind yes. Of, but yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I am going to break this phone. Don't break the phone. You're a phone breaker. Oh, my You're a gracious. phone breaker. <laughs> <laughs> also, Playing With Fire by Lita Ford. That's a great song, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. My favorite Lita, when I'm like, what the until, let's set close my eyes forever aside. Okay. That's like, well, sure. we all, that's like we all know. Stuff. Sure. We all know that. But the song that I loved by her, and it was the first song by her I ever heard. It's called "You Gotta Let Go." Yeah, I know that one. And <laughs> the video is awesome. Yeah, she's like, she's like at home. Like doing the dishes, like you know, and being like you know, Miss Little Miss Housewife and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then you got it, like, and then she like busts out, starts rocking. It's like it's so fucking awesome. Yeah. But that was the first song by her I had ever heard. So I, I, I what's interesting too is she's more of an MTV artist mm-hmm. than a radio artist. She falls in that. Oh And yeah. I hate to say that word, that hair metal. Um, mm-hmm. Thing I really don't like that the glam metal. What's called glam? Eighties glam metal. She really falls into that, and that music is interesting in the fact and that Eddie Trunks talked about this many times, and I totally agree with him. That's why are the classic rock stations? This is classic rock. Just play it along with <laughs> all the else. your Springsteen and your ZZ Top. I mean, they play ZZ Top from the eighties. They play Springsteen from the eighties. Sure. <laughs> why it just in any case? So I, I think this is part of Lita's. What's the public relations issue? Okay. Okay. Is this, she's really associated with that so-called hair metal. Mm-hmm. Right. 
scene. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's still all these years later is not people still look on it with like a kind of like um, a hairy eyeball, like you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's really unfortunate. In any case, I don't know when we'll ever get over that stigma. I'm the '70s still keep going. People, mm-hmm. so that's I yeah. think that the '60s and '70s, since I'm, since people are still digging back into that, uh-huh. every once in a while there's a revival of like old soul. But right. Amy oh, Winehouse yeah. was the last one. Remember she was doing oh, that, like yes. you know. But in any case, so people keep digging into the '60s and '70s. I'm waiting for people to dig into the '80s. Me too. It's coming. We need. We need. <laughs> we. I'm waiting for that to happen. I, I think that we just maybe we just don't have enough distance just yet, but. <laughs> To get away from the big hair. Oh, sorry. That was my uh, that's my 80s joke. Sorry. You funny. You funny. He said it. Okay. So I think that's her issue. Um, but that uh, Gotta Let Go is was the first thing. And of course, Close My Eyes, of course. But Gotta mm-hmm. Let Go is a song that like got me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kevin? Well, I'm not. And it's so funny because uh, I knew we were doing this. And I was playing Spotify at work. And just doing like 80s rock. And... Um, uh, 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 ain't no big thing came on, and oh, my manager nice. in the office yells, Ford. I'm like, There you go, yeah, didn't you? Like yeah, I so I really phone. like that. And I like Kiss Me Deadly too. Um, but yeah, like I was saying earlier, as I was watching these, uh, uh, like that little... is Kiss Me Deadly, yeah, huh? That is Kiss Me Deadly, that's just the pre chorus. I was wondering what you're talking about. I'm on drugs, Hold I knew on. what you meant. It's all right. Hold on, wait a minute, I have some more. Anyway, <laughs> this is so, where we should, we should go. Like, hold on, we're having technical difficulty. <laughs> Come on, you know. Kevin you, comes back on. He's all like beat the fuck up and everything. You like, know, hey Lou, you know I'm not that smart. Anyway, um, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I had like it was so funny. They were going through all the different album covers. I'm like, I had that one. I had that one. I had that one. It was like really wild. But that was that was back in the '80s, though. Oh, excuse me. They are both great to see live. Uh, Lita unfortunately plays smaller venues, so it's easier to see her up close. Wait, and and uh, so wait a minute, your no, Joan, so we haven't talked about our Joan Jett songs. Yes. Oh, I did, but go on. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say for Joan Jett, I am gonna say, I have to go with I love rock and roll only because okay. like that's was my introduction. It blew my mind. Like I just thought it was the sickest thing, and it was this moment, but. Quickly, underneath that is I Hate Myself for Loving You. I bought, I, I bought yeah, that album. Yeah. That's a Desmond Child song. Desmond Child ended up working with a lot of people in that 80s and into the 90s with made giant, giant pop hits. But in any case, <laughs> that is, and the cover of that album, and I would look at that album and just lit and just like, I just thought I couldn't believe how sexy for a woman with no boobs. Oh my! I couldn't believe how like amazingly gorgeous oh my. she was. Yes, I just, I it just, it touched me in a way that you know, mm. you know when sometimes I bet you, it did when you you know in a special way. You know when you the, the, the kind of way that a, and, uh, the kind of the way in which a uh, down between your legs a young duckling go. might <laughs> young duckling God, I'm out. Wow. <laughs> Where did that, that? I didn't say ugly duckling. Okay, but nonetheless, wow, wow. I've had enough. <laughs> I was gonna say young suckling. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's even better. That's yeah, good choice to go with duckling. 
and confuse us all. That's wonderful. Uh, duckling worked out better because it was was more of a um, non sequitur. Exactly. You didn't know what I was talking oh, about. Oh, yikes. And sometimes those things can be very funny. As mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. all giggled at that. Yay. Yeah, Joan. Uh, mm. Those are, you know, that would be, what about you, Mr. So uh, two, the two that I really like are Bad Reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of attitude in that song. But I also like uh, I Hate Myself for Loving You because she's got that... <clears throat> You know, in the song, it's like it's like she's sneering at you as she's singing it. But uh, yeah, yeah she wrote too. bad reputation. This is this is one that is an original song. She wrote this with Kenny Laguna, mm. and he was like really, they were really having problems. They had there was t- twenty three record labels that this this at the time that were all. Um, there was this was the majors and major and independent. That was it. That's mm-hmm. all there were. Mm-hmm. They submitted to everyone, <laughs> and everyone rejected them. No gracias, they said. Yeah. No thanks. Yep. Everybody who was like, thanks, but no thanks. Oh, Nobody believed in them at all. So Joan Jett is the first female record label owner. Because yeah. She had to start her it's own like, record label, Blackheart Records. Mm-hmm. I heard, it's a cool story. Like, she's kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. So she's one of my idols, and so anyways, the song "Bad Reputation." So they get to, they get this all off the ground, etc. And again, you know, people, she's and he was like kind of like saying, "Joan, you know, the problem is, is you have this like really bad reputation." And he, nice. she just looked at him and said, "She says I don't give a damn about my bad reputation." She was like <laughs> really pissed off, and he he was like, "Stop, that's a song, that's a song <laughs> right there." Yep. And that that's that, so, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. To think about shit like I think stuff, stuff that's like awesome. fun. I think stuff like that's fun. But yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so I don't, you guys can like get more info, more information. Lita has some interesting personal life issues that are, I don't know if I want to bring up. I don't no, but tell she's, tales, she's, out, tell, tell tell tales, tales out of school. school because these are things that Jim Gillette has like said about her. Right. And who really knows what happens behind closed doors? You don't, we don't really know. A lot of people feel that it's a, you know, I, who knows? Right. I I don't want to cast aspersions. She comes across as a nice lady. She might be a stark raving bitch in real Maybe. life who's uh, who's unbearable and nobody can deal with. I don't. Maybe. I think we would know that. Yeah. I, would I think hope. like you know, after all these years yeah. in music, like there would have been people like don't work with Lita Ford. She's a fucking asshole. Like you know, nobody <laughs> has that. Nothing thing like that has come out. So I would mm-hmm. imagine at this point that's probably not the case. But and, and whatever. <clears throat> There's and she has founded a um, a like a foundation for alienated parents, parents right. who cannot right. get yeah. access to their children. It's very interesting. I will let you guys in out there in the audience land check that out for yourselves and um, see if you want to um, in, uh, invest any time in learning about that. Um, oh my God, these glasses are fucking filthy. Maybe <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't shove them up your butt. Okay, I don't know who's who. Hello, everyone. Mark, that's Mark Berry. Mark, what's Mark. up? Please turn this the fuck off. Now. That's Michael after the Gold. disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Replying to, hi, buddy. Okay, that's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Lita turned into a kick-ass guitar god. That's like, correct. That's Mark Berry. Right, I agree. Sir. Somebody was. That's Miriam. Okay, Eddie. Eddie? Really? Yeah. Yes. That's Miriam. Okay, somebody. That's somebody's Kevin. That was me. Okay. Lou, what's happening? I'm uh, doing a podcast. That's uh, Robert Orozco? Yeah. Uh, 
just around the corner to the light of day. Michael Golds? Yep. <laughs> Tragedy leading to great music, the story of the existence of pain. Oh, that's Michael, Michael Golds. Gold. Yeah, yeah, tell me. <laughs> Michael finds a way. I knew. I knew you would I, I know why he does this, because he knows I'll talk about him on the podcast. <laughs> he, he will find any way to crowbar Pink Floyd into. But Michael, I hope you're still listening, because I have a segment about Pink Floyd coming up. Ooh. So stick around, buddy. <laughs> uh, sepsis, hey, girl. How are you? I've interviewed them before. Hey, sep- Sepsis. Wow. <laughs> we said it the same Wow. Time. Wow. <laughs> Great band. Uh, hey, dude, that's cool. I, these young guys, they, they have these kids crazy today. names. You know. Great Obituary names. and all these names. I'm like, oh, okay. stop. That's a great band. <laughs> I'm not saying the band is great, but to me, the, the, the to me as an old the, fart. Oh, you're yeah. not even old. <clears throat> those just seem like they scare, those names scare me. The, the Bob Mazza that's Trio. That's you? a yeah, band yeah. name. A lot of things scare me. Mm-hmm. I have very high anxiety. I even I need. High in anxiety. fact, I I got a message uh, while we were doing the podcast that my anxiety medication is now filled. <laughs> giant eagle. I'm glad I didn't break your phone then. And I will oh, be uh, immediately when we're done here going to get it. <laughs> so you old. So, anyways, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out. We're not done, though, because Hold we, on, we have more. a couple things going on. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, oh, and I put tons of references, et cetera. In it. So, let's do our new and notable first. All right, then. What do you got, Lily? We'll start with Lily. Images of Eden. Oh. I'm just going to read straight from their website what they how they describe themselves. Um, it's a fearless concept band that brings together familiar, well-loved elements of metal and rock combined with their own unique vision, message, and delivery. The result is a distinct musical hybrid that speaks directly to the struggles and tribulations of the listener. Uh, they draw inspiration from a hybrid of mar- modern hard rock combined with classic metal, creating a modern sound with progressive elements and impassioned, unfeigned vocal delivery. Now, they do have an EP, a new EP out right now. Uh, it was just released like two days ago or something uh, called Weathered and Torn. Uh, it's through Pavement Entertainment. It's got five songs. Yeah, five songs. Um, they are all great. I have met these guys before. Fantastic. You said they're not all great? They are all great. Oh, yeah, please. They're not all I'm great. Like, I thought I heard the that lead, too, That's Whoa. how I heard it. Whoa. The lead singer, his name is Gordon Titsworth. That's a real name. I love it. It, it, is a, it is not a stage name. I've met him. Super nice I guy. I love it. They are touring with Michael Schenker for his 50th anniversary tour um, for the upcoming album Universal. Also on that bill is going to be Eric Martin from Mr. Big. And if you are in Pittsburgh, they will be at Jurgles October 17th. I will be going to see them. There you and go. missing the podcast this that day. This is something Sorry. called Autumn is Burning. We're going to listen That's to Gordon. a little bit of it. So he's in the desert picking up a feather. Right. <laughs> is, that, is that George Lynch? No. That's no. Gordon Titsworth. Gordon Titsworth. Oh, Gordon Titsworth. Titsworth. Oh, yeah. Titsworth. Gordon Titsworth. My goodness, that's a fine <laughs> English Ah, he's a good old fella. Oh, Lord. Nice guy. Tell you all about the little people. <laughs> and the great potato famine. I don't I think that's English, there not Irish. Go. Oh, my God. I don't know. Because us Irish, we know what Titsworth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Wait a minute. Much. Wait, say that again. Us Irish, we know what tit's worth. There oh, boy. Damn it. I missed it. The sound of a broken, breaking bra. That's a tongue twister. That's not what that sounded like. Is that not what that sounds like? Hmm. It was more of a boing. 
<laughs> or that. That's probably it. When it whips up. Oh, did you see the TikTok video where the guy has that exercise band? No. And he's like stretching and stretching and it fucking snaps. It's like, whoosh, whack. Well, it's like, oh, and he's like, ah. Yeah. That's up, why dude. I don't exercise. These silly people. <laughs> silly people. I hurt myself. Um, silly, silly so, Mr. Pittsburgh? Hi, I actually have one this week. Look da, at da, da. me. You did homework. I did. Uh, so uh, I, I, I've, I've actually liked these guys for a while. I don't know why I haven't brought them up. Um, band is named Starcrawler. Hmm. That's all one word, Starcrawler. Uh, oh, the video is sick. Already, I like it. Yeah. He likes the oh, is this, uh, which one is this? Stranded. This is called Stranded. Stranded. Yeah. So uh, they're an American rock band from Los Angeles formed in 2015. Speaking of the Runaways, this kind of looks like the 70s. I like her shoes. Yeah, yeah, they they have kind of a '70s vibe to them. Uh, the band consists of lead singer Arrow D. Wild. She's the lead singer. There, there she is. She's badass. She reminds me of Sheree. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, their guitar- uh, do you remember when we talked about D- when we had- we talked about Diamante? Mm-hmm. She kind of looks like Diamante without like the makeup and stuff. Right. But go ahead. Uh, guitarist Henry Cash, bassist Tim Franco, and drummer Seth Carolina. They also have uh, pedal steel guitar player Bill Cash. Uh, they've released two albums, Starcrawler 2018 and Devour You 2019. And I like this little uh, little review, <clears throat> a performance review in The Guardian. The band was described as blending the sludgy, doom-laden riffs of Black Sabbath with the urgent pop punk of The Runaways. Oh, and that's pretty much yeah, yeah. So, uh, just well, there's a guy plunging a toilet now. There you are. Mm-hmm. Some glam. Yep. So she shows up all, gl- all glammy, partial, part way through. Glammy. Part way through the video, but yeah, you could check them out. Cool band. Yeah, I, yeah. We, this was uh, showed up as already viewed on my. So you must have like told me. I to may check have it talk, out. talked about it before. <clears> and we and yeah. we. Well, I mean, we must have checked that. You know. So mine is interesting, and I yeah. talked to some of you guys today about this on Facebook. Is this is a Ozzy is like on a mission to work with everybody. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what Ozzy's doing. What the fuck do I know about Ozzy? I'm just saying that he does. He's he's done a, he's done a song with um, Machine Gun Kelly, right. Elton John. Like, sure. <clears throat> so now he has one with Eric Clapton. Why not? Interesting. I mean, it's totally Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's like, these plays, like, it's like he went, like, okay, I'm going to play the Ozzy. I'm just going to take every one of my licks and just play them in order. <laughs> like, everything he plays is like the just the stuff we've come to know Eric to play. Right. It just, it's, it's, it's got his, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's interesting, though. It's weird. I, I can't play too much of it because I'll get dinged. You will get dinged. Ozzy's <laughs> oh, a bartender or something. So, um, you guys should check it out. Um, I don't know if it's good or not. I brought, I 
picked it as new and notable mm-hmm. because it's new yeah. and it's of it note very in the sense yes. that, <clears throat> excuse me, in the sense that it's novel. So you guys tell me, does this suck? What do you think about it? I, I don't know what I think about it. I'm still right. I'm kind of on the I'll, fence about I'll, it. I'll I mean, it Ozzy is the great granddad yes. of heavy metal. He sure and so, is. So he can do whatever he wants. And mm-hmm. like, I, I'm who who am I? You're to Tim like Dini. you know to well, I am, but that is true. Yeah. I I, I am Ludini. Excuse me. You so yes, Dini. I do have a right to say. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's I your, just it's, it's your just, goddamn podcast. It just seem. It just feels. What do you think, Lily? I mean, like you're probably not a big Eric Clapton fan. No, I am. I've seen Eric Clapton live. Um, I don't think it sucks. I, it's a kind of. A I don't weird, think it sucks either. But go ahead. It's yeah. kind of a weird combination for me, but I don't hate it. I would like to hear the whole thing now. At yeah, some point, me too. I know yeah. you can't do it here. It was. But. It was released. It. Um, it was released. Um, about. <laughs> less than two weeks ago. Okay. So okay. Seven, eight, so nine, okay. I'll, check, I'll check it out. <clears throat> and. I just think it's interesting. It's like, well, I mean, when he did the song with Elton John, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's really different. They are doing these weird combos now of like two very different genre artists. So, yeah. so this is like a whole popular thing right now. I get it. Uh, I totally my get problem it. with the Elton John thing was I think it needed to be heavier. I don't think I, there was any reason why they couldn't have like cranked the guitars up a little bit more. It's got this amazing string arrangement that's actually a real string arrangement, like mm-hmm. an actual string, like an mm-hmm. actual orchestra. Mm-hmm. I can't, the guy that produced the guitar player, I can't remember his name, he produced it. He insisted on that. So they went, so, and it was Duff McKagan's job to go to England and record. The, 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 the orchestra. He's like, I don't oh, wow. know how to record a fucking Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy's like, don't worry about it, make it over there. So and so will tell you what to do. It's called being a don't worry, just get it done. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good luck. That's how it is working for Ozzy. <clears throat> so, anyways, as long as you don't need them to pay you, you're fine. And, anyways, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that, well, I don't think that they're treating Duff like that. Like, they can't be. <clears throat> now. You never know. You know he has songwriting on some of the Guns N' Roses songs. Yep. You know that, right? I do know that. So he's doesn't he? He's not hurting for fucking cash. <laughs> you know if he's playing with Ozzy, like it's there's got to make. In any case, we're all going off track. Check it out. As we do. <clears throat> now, is anybody out there a fan of vinyl records? Me. Okay. Sure. Have you? Uh, okay. Have you guys heard about this company, MoFi? No. Okay. So. MoFi's been marketing themselves for a few years mm-hmm. as completely, totally analog. Okay. So how a, how a record uh, is made is you go and you retrieve the master tape. Uh-huh. The master tape. Right. <clears throat> and you play it. And right. as you play it, it's transferred on to, to vinyl. The vinyl, yes. Now... You could only do so many records at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can't make a copy of a copy. Right. Right. So, these tapes are, they're tape. They're delicate. Mm-hmm. They can't be played oh, no. too much. Right. right. <clears throat> and um, they were, so they released a, they released all these big, like a Braxis by Santana. They released all these really big rock albums. And they're not... 
like thirty or forty dollars. Mm-hmm. They're all well over a hundred dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> and they were selling it on. This is pure analog. This is just like. It was really funny. I'm sorry. I keep hitting your boob. Uh, right. What? It's there. <laughs> I'm Italian. I talk with my hand. Hey, I Lou, you want to switch seats? <laughs> it's really comfortable over here. I keep so, touching so, his so, leg. Yeah, yeah. So that's just what this, this, this company's marketing. They're, they're charging big fucking money. Well, they go to they they announce that they're going to put out Thriller by oh. Michael Jackson. Okay. So somebody put up their hand and said, "Excuse me, <laughs> this is like one of the like." Greatest albums of all time. You mean somebody's just going to let you have the master uh-huh. and let right. you make all these records off that play that master? Yeah. I think not. Right. <clears throat> and they were like, um, uh, well, yeah. yeah um, well, what we do is we convert it to DSD first. Okay. So now it's a digital. Oh. It's, not, right. it's not all analog. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> So they're cheating. And we're here, well, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Because there's, there's, there's like in stereo, Stereophile Magazine, and all, there's like reviewers were writing like, oh my God, this is the most pristine. I could tell, like if it was one ounce digital, I would know and all this stuff. Oh, okay. So there's a bunch of people have egg on their face. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, you don't think, or you know, you don't know everything like you think you do. But the problem is, the, 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 we'll address that in a second. The first problem is though, they've sold something for and this is why they were able to get like $500 for an album or whatever mm-hmm. because they were selling to like people who are really stereo like really yeah. into stereophiles oh my gosh, yeah. audiophiles they really were like they, these guys have we have tube amplifiers as guitar players these guys have tube like stereo amplifiers because it's the more warmer purer sound I mean like they're nuts mm-hmm. <clears throat> In any case, yeah, they're nuts. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid people. And anyways, and anyways, so people pay, uh, spent big money, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. And they didn't weren't getting what they thought. They were kind of schnookered. Mm-hmm. And and the companies offered no apology or anything. No, they 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 came out and sort of like said, yeah, that's what we did, and without any saying like, well, sorry or sorry if we misled anybody. <clears throat> so there's a bit of a controversy about mm. that. Um, what's funny, there's most, and, and there's some great videos on YouTube you can look it up about DSD and what a great like technology that it is. That like if you're going to do what MoFi was doing, mm-hmm. it's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and people that are serious stereophiles couldn't tell the difference. Uh, okay, so when I think when people talk about digital, they're thinking like the MP3 player they had right, in 2003. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> those things it's like a lot different. Now. Yeah, the 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 technology is amazing. So I thought that was a kind of interesting. This is stuff I've come across on YouTube. Ludini's Ludini's YouTube Weekend uh, YouTube Weekend Review. <laughs> so I put a link to that uh, to an I'm article look at that. that. Yeah, it's interesting. So. Pink Floyd has is re-releasing the album Animals. I heard about that. They're okay. remixing it though. This is the Beatles thing is an attempt is a kind of a remix that we talked about mm-hmm. it last week. <clears throat> so this is a thing. It is not going to be like a package deal with all kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just they're just re-releasing the album <clears throat> remixed. Got it. So there's some reviews of this out there that you can go watch on YouTube. And You have to think about to me albums. The the great albums are that would they especially a band like Pink Floyd. Like everything they did, they did 
because that's the way they wanted it done. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. If they'd wanted it done a different way, they would have done, done, done it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, but in any case, it has a kind of like most overall positive. The, the, my one big bitch about it, though, is they changed the cover. Oh, well, that's now. Cool. I understand yes. why they changed the cover. Yes. The original cover, if you get it and you get the actual album, it looks really cool. It looks like a, like a just a really cool piece of art. I'm pretty sure I have it. But it doesn't look good as a digital file. Mm, I see. So they have reimagined. It's got the same kind of themes. It's interesting. Go check it out for yourself. You tell me what you guys think about it. I'll stick with my original Pink Floyd stuff any day. Now, Lily, I have a question for you. <laughs> I knew this was going to be Here for me. Go. Okay, because, oh, well, and, and this and this has been precipitated by Motley Crue. This is why I want to talk to you about oh, this. There you go, yeah. Because Motley Crue, right, didn't they tour and actually play a porno at the beginning of the concert? Wasn't it like the early 2000s or late 90s or something? That happened here in Pittsburgh, yes. yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, people were bitching because they took their six to nine-year-olds <laughs> to a Motley Crue concert and they saw a penis. Oh, my. Oh, Please, so, please, can we okay. call it a tallywhacker? No. Okay, we saw a tallywhacker. Just to please <laughs> Mr. Pittsburgh. He gets offended. He's triggered by the word penis. Yes, please. It's you so can't per- say penis it's in so front per- of him. But it's so per- personal. If you say penis in front of Mr. Pittsburgh, he'll take a poop. Oh, boy. That's a very dry poop. <laughs> wow, it is. I need to drink some more. Anyways, um, so in... in, in Tommy Lee. Yes. Tom, what's his name? Tommy, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. That guy I was saying, band. I was going to say Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, no. nope. <laughs> awesome. Though. Completely different. That would be great. Like, you go see Motley Crue. It's actually Tom and, Tommy Lee Jones. That would be up. interesting. And yes, he was, would. imagine if he was awesome, though. Like, you yeah. didn't know he was this kick ass drummer. That would be a fun little. Like, Will Ferrell. Nobody knew he was a great drummer. Lee. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Right, there we go. So, so anyways. So, you know, he was like giving this, these people shit on Twitter, of course, about about it. So what do you think? Like when you go to rock concerts, you see little kids running around. Okay, so do I think rock concerts are for children? Uh, Hell is for children, but not rock. Hell is for children. Hell is for children. Yeah. I don't think children should actually go to the physical show. Do I want them to listen to the music? Of course. Do I want them to go to the show? It's not really an environment for kids. There are drunk people. There is violence at times. There's fighting. There's images that par- parent. You know, going into a Motley Crue show, what's going to happen? There's titties everywhere. Let's titties. be real. That that and that was that was Tommy uh, Lee's yeah uh, argument was like it's we're Motley Crue. You know better. <laughs> you know yeah, they, I, they've I, been I, around I, since 1981. Yeah. If you do not know what you're getting into, you're stupid. Aren't they still doing this the shtick where like if a female reporter asks them something and they they'll they say, Well, what kind of lingerie are you wearing? Like of they, course they do they do shit like that. You know, they still do shit they like do. that. They, he, Tommy still does it does his titty cam. People take their shirts off. I was one of them. Hello. Like what? let's what? Just, <laughs> like it's it's not an environment for kids. I don't believe I would never take my child to a show. Do I want them to listen to music? Yes. Venues, not the place for kids. No, Sorry. I agree. 
And if you are going to get mad, then it's your own fault for taking them. Uh huh. Get a babysitter. Right. <laughs> Mr. Pittsburgh, any thoughts I, on that? I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, I took my kids to concerts, but I took them to like Pat Benatar and things like that. Right. Uh, when they were younger. And then as I got older, we started going to different rock shows. But uh, yeah, if you've got, like, especially if you're like that uptight. <laughs> Don't take your nine-year-old to go see. What are you doing there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah number like, one, what are you doing what there? You're seeing. Well, they're hoping to see titties. They just don't want their kids to see. It's. Them. It, yeah. No. Don't. Yeah, don't take. No. Them. They shouldn't be there. You don't. We don't take. There's a reason why there are rated movies. I know that a lot of kids underage get into them. That's not the point. We all did. The point is, though, we as a society, we've said, look, under seventeen, come on. Don't you know, blame Motley Crue yeah. for you taking and your kid to the, the show. And we put the warning up there, right. and we try to tell the theater owners, and but we know the kids are going to sneak in, but we're really, as a society, kind of saying, eh, let's not do that. At rock concerts, this is, I, I'm sorry, you, you got to... You, you shouldn't be doing it. So you have to, <laughs> like Mr. Pittsburgh said, I'm sure, like, if you take your kids to see Sticks... That's not going to be that like that's not going to be the kind of thing. But you, if you're going to go to see Motley fucking crew, <laughs> come on. What do you expect? They've been around for 40 that'd be years. Like, that'd be like taking your kids to I see. I had no idea that was going to happen. That'd be like taking your kids to see like a hardcore <laughs> show at the fucking. Uh, what's that place in New York City where all the hardcore bands played? Um, you talking CB? CBGBs, okay. yeah, you know yeah. some hardcore show at CBGBs and being like all fucked I off, didn't realize. like when the when the punk band starts like spit on spitting on the fucking he spit audience. on Billy. Now, if you're okay with all of that, sure, yeah. go ahead. But you know, like that Billy. Later, but yeah. don't be, don't act all indignant. They haven't changed in forty years. Guys. Yeah, right. Don't yeah. act all indignant. And what I what I think is brilliant about Motley Crue, there's this whole this whole tour is going around, right? Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and who else? Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Okay, Joan Jett. All you hear about, though, you're going to the Motley Crue show. Right, that's no, right. Not, no, any other band. Now, now look, like, look, man, this, they're not my like favorite band by any stretch of the mag- imagination. I rocked out to them back in the day. I think they're cool. But you got to give them their fucking due, man. Here they are, all these years later. They're, they're, they're pushing 60. Vince is 60, right? Yeah, to- uh, and Tommy's gonna, like 64. And and Tommy's gonna is 59. He's going to be 60 yeah. soon. So... These guys are about 60 years old who are out there. They got people talking about them. Yeah. Right. Hey, man. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Lily. That's all I'm saying, Lily. I don't even need to talk about saying? this any further. If after 40 years you don't know what Motley Crue is about, you need to just yeah, maybe stay home. Wrong with you. And, and I, I have seen even I've seen stuff at shows. That I, I just go like, this is just not a place for children. Like, please mm-hmm. don't. And you make other people. Okay, you could take your kids to Rush. Yeah, yes. of course. That's right. a family sure. show. Sure, absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons why they had such a great live you could take following because people yeah. would do that. They would bring their mm-hmm. kids, and they knew the kids weren't going to see like. Well, there was the nude guy in the thing, but I saw his behind. Like the kids are actually paying attention. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like other than there was really nothing. Right. right. It was all artsy and yeah. stuff like that. <clears throat> And they knew that, like, Getty wasn't going to be up there and, like, you know, whip his dick How up. you fucking doing? That would be weird. <laughs> Start jerking off. That'd be hilarious. They all come out in just tube socks. Yeah, that wasn't them. <laughs> no, that was not them. They weren't the plasmatics. So you oh could, so God. there were shows like this. What I'm trying to say, you take, you could take fan. That was, you know, I think that's one of the success, one of the reasons why they were so successful with sure. their touring. But, sure. um, 
You could, do, but but Molly Crew, come on, That's man. That's not a band. No, no, the kids don't, do. no, no. Sorry, guys. I don't know if I take. I don't know if I'd take like kids who were like under twelve or thirteen to even Metallica. I would take fifteen and up to those types of shows. Yeah. Even though I'd still be annoyed with it. <laughs> <laughs> like it, they're ruining my good time. Yeah, because Lily wants to make out with the guy next to her. And That's yeah. not it. Is. I want to drink heavily. Go That's show. what there it's about. Go. Shoot up in the bathroom. No, I can't. No. Listen. Not our Lily. <laughs> not our Lily. Somebody else's Lily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Here not we my, go. There's, is that a t-shirt? Not my Lily? Not you know, my, I kind of want to get it made It should down. be. Get me a drink. I'm sorry. Of course I can. My Lily. Oh, thanks. <laughs> We need you, a bartender. You put the lily in the coconut. Yeah, I was going to say, is that his song? Yeah. Okay. That's Harry Nilsson. I wasn't sure. I knew the last name was the same, but I didn't know if maybe I was like ridiculous and didn't well, know. Well, what, what was interesting was about that song is <clears throat> he played it for his producer just like on acoustic guitar. And it was like, it was like, he was like, I could tell this is a great song. He says, but he says he recognized in the song that there were like three or four different characters. Yeah. So he encouraged him to like do different voices. That's all him, by the way. That's all, that's all Harry. Oh, nice. Um, he encouraged him to do different voices for each the care. So one guy's the doctor, one guy's the you get what That's I mean? Cool. Like it's, yeah, it's really like neat. Talk, yeah. What the hell are we talking about? We're talking the about coconut Lyman, song. the coconut song. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, ha, uh, on this day in 1957, 16-year-old uh-huh. UK singer Cliff Richard, still known by his real name as Harry Webb, joined the Dick Le- Teague Skiffle Group. The Dick Teague. Wow. Dick Teague Skiffle Group. Dick Teague. Dick. When I saw Dick, I started to get uncomfortable. I thought somebody had crowbarred a dick joke in, but now I'm going to have to. Dick Teague. Dick Titsworth. (laughs) Oh, Gordon, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. How come you such a Dick Teague? (laughs) Dick Teague. I was trying to think. Skiffle. Skiffle. What a word. I know. Who thought that word up? I'm, that's why Skiffle. I I, I uh, uh, will say the one of the reasons why Skiffle never took off because it has a stupid name. Right. <laughs> rock and roll has a good. That's right, a good. Name. That's rock a good rock. Roll, that's that's awesome a rock and roll name right there. Yes. But Skiffle, dude, who's gonna listen? Come on, that was that was definitely. Skiffle. Come on. Even Jimmy Page it makes got me out tired. Of that shit. He's like. Mm. You want to talk about Hank Ballard and the Midnighters? Can you talk about that one? Yeah. Can you bring it closer <laughs> to my old weary eyes? <laughs> I'm trying to size it up and make okay. it easy yeah, for you. Say, wow. I'm trying to help okay. you out. So on this day, 1960, Hank Ballard and the Midnighters had the honor, oh, look at I spell honor, isn't that cute, of being the first group to have three songs in the U.S. Top 100 at the same time. Finger popping time. Finger, finger popping time. I know the song. Jesus Christ. Not to be confused with... Finger banging time. Um, the, wow. There are other styles. I knew he was going to do know, it. Sometimes you just Finger have to banging. go Mary with it. All right. The other one is let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go cubed. Uh, unfortunately, that's about. And the twist. The, 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 the bathroom and the twist. Yeah, All made the top 30. Ballad refused to perform the twist on a highly rated US TV show. So Chubby Checker picked it up at the inside. Assistance, thank you. Of <laughs> can you Dick, not say? Can you not closer? Dick, no, I'm just laughing at this, dude. I'm drunk. Oh, okay. um, at the all right, fine. I'll be all professional. At the insistence of Dick Clark and Checker's yeah, version of the song was number one this week in 1960. 
Wow. So so that so what we're saying is like Hank Ballard, they they actually came up with the twist, right. but they wouldn't play it on they this one show. It. And yeah. Dick Clark said, "Hey, Chubby." You want to do it? And speaking of 1960, Chubby Checker, former chicken day. plucker Chubby Checker, went to number one <laughs> on the U.S. singles former chart with the twist. It made Say number 14. I did a great that time, and I'm drunk. It made number 14 in the U.K. in 1962 wow. version with the fat boys. Oh, God. I remember that. Made number two in the U.K. in 1988. I remember that. The fat boys did a remake of it. I have that on vinyl. Chicken plucker Chubby Checker. Chicken fucker, chubby checker. I did a great job saying that. You did a good job. Really good. I would have fallen all over that. I'll be working on that one. <sighs> okay, in this day in 1964, Oxfam printed half a million Christmas cards in the UK of a drawing by John Lennon called The Fat Budgie, yeah. which was taken from his book of A Spaniard in the Works. All profits from the cards went to help raise money for charity. Oxfam reprinted the cards in 2007 as a limited edition card, which again sold thousands. Wow. It's beautiful. That's lovely. On this day, 1969, dude! Queen the Clearwater Revival scored their only UK number one single with Bad Moon Rising, a US number two hit. Also on this day, the group started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. album charts with Green River. Mm. When I think of Bad Moon Rising, I think of American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 1970, Diana Ross started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Ain't No Mountain High Enough, the singer's first solo number one since leaving the Supremes at number six in the U.K. Oh, that woman... (laughs) <laughs> she really has my fucking soul, man. I you like loved, her. I loved her. You like her. I so was much? like, she was, she was all you. You couldn't escape Diana Ross. No, she was on no. everything. Yep. And I just remember, I was very uncool, and I wasn't in. I was into dorky stuff on TV, no. but like I would hear, catch up, catch some pop music, and mm-hmm. she was just everywhere. And I just, she was yeah. one of the first kind of pop artists that like I knew who she was. When she came on the Sunny and Share show, mm-hmm. like I knew her songs and everything like that. Um, yeah, just a, yep. very, very sad. I, I, I'm very sad that she passed away. Um, she was an interesting person. She felt that um, she had a conspiracy theory about 9-11 because she lived right there. Oh, her wow. apartment was destroyed. Oh, and like, wow. the, like the the dirt, the blasted yeah. her windows. Uh-huh. And she said she was home when it happened. Mm. And she said that she said that whatever was in that gave her cancer. Oh, wow. I wouldn't no doubt, doubt it. Yeah. Uh, 1970, the first UK Gastonbury Festival took place featuring Mark Boland, oh. Ian Anderson, Keith Christmas, Quintessence, Amazing Blondel, and Sam Applepie. We were all good in the beginning. I shouldn't have mentioned yeah. those other ones. Yeah. Keith Christmas? Yeah, Keith I don't even Christmas. know who that is. Uh, he's, uh, you know what his brother is? Jiminy Christmas. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. Look at all those words. Look at her ride. Great, great. All right. This day, 1973, country rock singer, songwriter, 26-year-old Graham Parsons. Oh, that's right. Formerly of the Birds and the Flying Burrito Brothers, died under mysterious conditions in Joshua Tree, California. His death was attributed to heart failure, but 
later was officially announced as a drug overdose. Here's the interesting part. Yeah, this is crazy. His story. coffin was stolen by two of his associates, manager Phil Kaufman and Michael Martin, a former roadie for the birds, and was taken to Cap Rock in the California desert where it was set alight in accordance with Parsons' wishes. The two were later arrested by police. You don't say. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that was today. <laughs> that's awesome. Interesting story. 1979, the No Nukes concert was held at the New York at New York's Madison Square Garden. Performers included Stephen Stills, Stephen Crosby, oh my gosh, David Crosby, Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt, the Doobie Brothers, Poco, Tom Petty, Carly Simon, James Taylor, and Bruce Springsteen. And Bill remember, Cosby. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember I that remember happening. I remember that. Yeah. Um, this was this big thing. I wasn't born yet. No nukes. Because... I was pro nukes. What do you think of that? <laughs> we, I mean, we were really living on the edge of dying. We thought yeah. that we yeah. were the any minute after. there was yeah. this button that the president could push, mm-hmm. or that the uh, premier of Russia could push, could push, yep. and that was going to be how it was all going to get down. They made this this propaganda movie that was really popular. What was it called? The day after. Yes, the day after was Jason yeah. Robards. That really stirred up stirred the pot. Yeah. And there's another one, too, um, about a flight of uh, the, the people in the, the guys inside the c- planes. Interesting. And it's really disturbing. But these movies, all, these movies came yeah, out. Yeah, it all fed in. And they were, that. they were all propaganda. I mean, yeah. as much as I love Red Dawn, it's a propaganda, propaganda. film. It's a propaganda film. <laughs> um, but it was a real, pe- people were really afraid. Before mm-hmm. Corona and... <laughs> all this trans stuff, whatever's going on in the world now. Monkey, we had shit. nukes. We had, we had nukes. a cold we were, war. We had a cold. We had a cold war. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like none of that stuff ever happened. Anyways, uh, who's next? You. The 1981 The Rolling Stones album Tattoo You yeah. started a nine week run on the nice. U.S. chart and the band's ninth uh, U.S. Uh, number one. So these guys, man, the Stones, they just cleaned up. They just cleaned up, and even in the 80s. They they did okay for themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They didn't know. I mean, Mick Jagger went off and did the song with David. But what was that? They did the with dance. Was it dancing in the streets? That with David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was and it was part of the nine. It was nine eleven. It was part of the. It was oh, part geez. of the uh, AIDS. Not the AIDS. Come on, help me out here, Lily. Live AIDS. <laughs> okay. Live, live AIDS? AIDS. Oh my god. It was the live AIDS. Is my shoulder helping you today? Yes, I okay. need some help wow, from your shoulder. Okay, going good. to town over there. <laughs> Woo. Put your head on my shoulder. Okay, but anyway, so the Stones were, you know, they were, they, they were, they were important band in the eighties as well. You, yeah. So continue. Who's next? Do you want me to do it? Mr. Okay. Pittsburgh. On this day, 1981, Simon and Garfunkel reunited for a concert. I, this I remember. Yes, yes, in New York City's Central Park, over four hundred. Thousand fans attended the show. The performance was recorded for a record and a video release. I wasn't born yet. I believe Shut I watched. Up. I believe I saw it on HBO. Nice. <laughs> I can't remember where I saw it, but I remember. Unless I it was remember. New Year's Eve, I wasn't born yet. No oh boy. Wow. Nineteen ninety. Kylie Minogue's "Better the Devil You Know" gave producer Stock Aitken and Aitken, yes, and Waterman their hundredth UK chart entry. Oh, good for them. Stay nineteen ninety two. Radiohead. Said head, <laughs> filmed the video for their new single "Creep." You're a creep. During a show song. at the venue in Oxford, England, 
During its initial release, Creep was not a chart success. However, upon re-release in 93, it became a worldwide hit. It is also a song that the band refuses to play live. That's really? sad. They hate I'll get it. up and play it with Because everybody loves it. They hate it. it. That sound that the guitar player would hear. Oh, that's, guitar, that, but that's so, that's really you know why play, That's because they, he didn't want to record the song. He wow. hated it. Really? Song. And it's really hard because it's off the beat. So you really have to know what you're doing when you play the song? Yeah. Okay. Uh, am I next? Wow. Have fun with this one. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> On this day, 1992, the shaman, I'm going to say. Shaman. Was... Shaman, shaman. You say shaman, I say shaman. The Shaman started a four-week run at number one on the UK singles chart with... Ebenezer. I know. I, I but you just, just sounded like it. you were going to struggle. Ebenezer. Good. Wow. One of the most controversial UK <laughs> chart toppers due to its perceived subliminal endorsement of recreational... What? Drug use? Whoa, boy. The song was initially banned by the BBC. <laughs> Did you know that stood for? No, I'm not. Never mind. I don't even want to. I'm say. not touching that one. <laughs> oh God. 1993, Pearl Jam released their second studio album. God. <laughs> the album set the record for the most copies of an album sold in its first week, a record it held for five years, despite the fact that the group declined to produce music videos for any of the album singles. Blah blah blah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, this is the this how that's how big they were. They could give the fi- middle finger to MTV and they were not doing any videos. Yeah. Um, yeah, Versus was another record that you couldn't get away from in the in the nineties. Mm-hmm. It was all over it was just everywhere. Nah. No. PM Dawn. I was into some PM Dawn. What? <laughs> I bet you were. Yeah, I was into some PM Dawn. I like some PM Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song. 1998, Robbie Williams scored his first UK uh, solo UK number one single with Millennium, huh. taken from uh, his second album, I've Been I'm Expecting, expecting you. you. I, I, like I always liked this song. I thought it was a really cool song. Uh, this was the, uh, quite frank, I apologize. This is really the only song by Robbie Williams I actually know. Hmm. I, I don't, I, if I heard it, I'd know it. Millennium. You would know that one. Yeah. I know you would. On this day, 1999, dude. American, <laughs> American musician, songwriter, and record producer Ed Cobb died. Oh, he owed me 20 bucks. He was a member of the... Happens. <laughs> he was a member of the Four Preps, and he wrote the Northern Soul hit, Tainted Love, for Gloria Jones, which Soft Cell reworked into one of its biggest... Well, here's a good example. Here's a cover. Yeah. That was yeah, bigger than the original. Became, yeah. Legit. There's a lot of those. I think always something there to remind me, which um, is a, it, that's a cover. That's a Burt Bacharach song. <gasps> oh my gosh. 2002, James Brown was being sued by his own daughters for more than 650,000 pounds of song royalties they said they were owed. Deanna Brown Thomas and Dr. Yama Brown Lumar, a Texas physician, said Brown had withheld royalties on 25 co written songs because of a family grudge. The lawsuit claimed that Brown had held a grudge against his daughter since 1998, uh, when Miss Thomas had her father committed into a psychiatric hospital to be treated for addiction to painkillers. Lily, 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 Lily. We gotta fuck with the Godfather. No, no, so what Lily, the fuck's Lily, wrong Lily, with Lily, you, motherfucker? Lily, <laughs> Lily, 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 Lily,
That's 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 between me and Lou. That's an old joke. <laughs> Who gonna me. take come and Remember take that? a shit in Jane Brown's house? You guys have to see the movie. Oh, you get gotta on see. up. That's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, fantastic. Gotta say it's really good. How does it make you feel? Produced by Mick Jagger. Uh, need I say more? All right. What's going on now? Uh, to 2003, police were investigating reports of what? Paul McCartney scuffled. Or skiffled. Or skiffled. <laughs> In Paul's case, it probably was a skiffled, not a scuffle. With a photographer, when the singer went to see magician David Blaine. Oh, remember when, remember when yeah, that was a thing? thing? Yeah, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Who was in a plastic box dangling over the River Thames. <laughs> the London Evening Standard said one of its photographers had clashed with McCartney, resulting in a scuffle. Wow. Not a fight. No, a scuffle. It was probably like... What's England? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, a, you know, wasn't it like a chick like thing? Yeah. Like, Stop! Yeah. And they walked Stop away. It. Do I have to read this? Who's That's you. I'll do it. This day, 2004, Canadian singer Celine Dion extended her Las Vegas... Okay. Where are you going, Lou? Just continue. Okay, we will. Thought he'd never leave. Anyway, um, so this day... <laughs> this day, 2004, Celine Dion extended her Las Vegas show for another year. Dion was reportedly being paid... No... Uh, Dion was reportedly being paid $100 million for the original three-year run of the five 90-minute concerts a week. Uh, you know, I Listen, her. Las Vegas, I'd do it for $90 million. Oh, there's a good one. 2005 Status Quo research published by Guinness World Records showed that Status Quo have been have had more hit singles than any other band in the UK chart history. The band has scored 61 chart successes dating from pictures of Matchstick Men in 1968 to You'll Come Around in 2004. Queen came second with 52 hits with the Rolling Stones and UB40 with 51 hits each. All right, scroll up. I'll do the next one. we got to get this thing moving. Be here all night. George oh, Michael. I like George. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, I like George sorry. On this day, 2008, George Michael was arrested in a public toilet. In the what? toilet? He was in a public toilet. He was in the public splashing around. Thank you. In a public in the uh, Hampstead. Oh, Jesus, no. Oh, it's a little one, right? No, it's not. I'm not sure. Yes, you are. I have to sleep tonight. Who cares? <laughs> George Michael was arrested in a public toilet in the Hampstead Heath area of London <laughs> for possession of Class A and C drugs. He was taken to a local police station. What happened to his B drugs? That's well, a conspiracy. They Who took his fell B-rus? in the toilet. He uh, he's like <laughs> anyway. So he's arrested. The late, late grades. Your turn. Come on, Earl. Earl, my name is Earl. Oh, now look. Uh, America bad. drummer Earl Palmer died. Yeah, see? He played that. with the Beach Boys and Little Richard, Frank Sinatra, a whole bunch of people. Uh-huh. Rest in peace, Earl. Mm. 2010, Julian Lennon, John Lennon's son Julian told the press that he had uh, ended his long-running feud with his half-brother Sean and his stepmother Yoko, which started another... Wow. Which started after the former Beatle was murdered in December 1980. The trio battled in court for a share of the singer's estate, but Julian now said, things are good between us whenever I'm in New York. We all get together That's and nice. Yoko pays. That's, <laughs> That's um, nice. I take care I, I of that. Ay, 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 ay. The, I, I gotta say, yes. if I gotta choose Julian's music or Sean's, I'm uh-huh. taking Sean's all yeah, day long. Yeah, legit. 
Yeah. He did, oh yeah, yeah. With he did, uh, you see a record? He does. He did two records there with Les Claypool. Yes, that are really Very cool. cool. Yes. Really, really, really neat stuff. Nice. Oh, I love her. 2014, a dance choreographer sued Cher oh, no. for racial discrimination, claiming the singer stopped him, hi- stopped him hiring any more black dancers. Kevin Wilson alleged Cher told him the tour had too much color already. Oh, Mr. Wilson had two other dancers <coughs> and also uh, alleged they were fired uh, for reporting a sexual assault on a female fan by another dancer. Cher's oh long-running North American D2K, Dressed to Kill, tour oh was God. ranked one of the top 10 grossing tours of 2014 by Polestar. Wow. Well, I didn't realize she was still a thing in 2014. God bless her. Yeah. <laughs> God bless her. That's you. Oh, Lord. On this day, 2020... Is that right? Yeah, 2020. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Have another drink. This is Why does sad. my microphone smell like a beer? Ozzy Osbourne's former drummer, Lee... Kerslake. Kerslake died. Oh, Jesus. Fucking depressing today. At the age of 73 from prostate cancer, he is best known for his performances on the Black Sabbath frontman's clinically, Jesus, critically acclaimed debut album, <laughs> Blizzard of Oz. And was also the drummer in Uriah Heep, appearing on their 1972 album, Demons and Wizards, and nine studio records, as well as live albums uh, with the band before departing in 1970. Um, this is really sad. Lee, Keith and I actually watched, we talked about this, we watched the video where Lee is terminally ill. Uh-huh. And he was pleading with Sharon Osbourne to please give him his gold and platinum albums. Mm-hmm. So that's all I wanted. I remember we talked about this. That's wow. all I wanted. And, and I don't know if he ever got him or not. It was really fucking sad. He held on for a while. I mean, this was in maybe 2017, 2018, something like that. Maybe mm. like 2017, I think. Um, <clears throat> and he did. He passed away in 2020. So he got, he got wow. to be hung on for a couple more years. But... Um, just a really sad story. They did not get treated well um, no, no. on that. For uh, you know, and I, even Jake E. Lee has has said stuff about working with Ozzy. Um, um, I don't know. In any case, so that's what happened. They know we're going to run down some. I would like to point out that nothing was Beatles specific. No. Wow. We had, we had some Lennon stuff. Lennon. You know, Beatles stuff. talked about, but nothing just. Maybe the Beatles are over now. Hang on. <laughs> There'll be no they more Beatles be. talk on this podcast, I swear. <laughs> well, hold on. We still have another segment to go. <laughs> so it is time for some birthdays. 1931, Brooke Benton had a, had a 59 uh, single, Endlessly. Endlessly. Mm-hmm. Endlessly. Endlessly. Yes. I can't stop saying it. Rainy Night, and also sang Rangy. Rangy. Rangy Night. I gotta slow down. I'm trying to just get through this. I need to slow, slow down. Slow down, Ludini. Slow down. You're moving too fast. Oh, my gosh. You gotta link the morning <laughs> last now. There you go. 1934. Do you say Epstein or Epstein? Epstein. Steen. In his case, Epstein. Beatles manager and manager of uh, other Liverpool acts died of an accidental overdose sure of brandy and barbiturates. The old B2B. Who the hell overdoses on that? Come on. Brandy and barbiturates. It's... 
You know, here's the thing. Like, there was all these drugs that we don't, nobody takes anymore. Right. Nobody does quaaludes or barbiturates or any of that shit. No. We do good. I just say no to death. We do good stuff now, like meth. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Sure. Crack. Sure. Yes. Crank. Crank. I love crank. I don't know. That's my favorite. Crank. I just mean I think that it's a funny word. Crank. I gotta go. Like, like crack wasn't enough. No, man, you want some crank? No, we gotta crank. Yeah. All the things. Nick Mazzy from American Rock, uh, uh, rock and pop band, uh, The Four Seasons. Born in the state in 1935. Lloyd Parks, American R&B soul singer with Harold and Marvin and the Blue Notes. Sure. Uh, happy birthday, Paul Williams. Hey. He's also in the Nielsen movie. Yes. Uh, U.S. songwriter wrote the Carpenters hits We've Only Just Begun wow. in Rainy Days. Look at and that. Rainy, Mon- Rainy Days and Mondays. Uh-huh. Love Paul Williams. He yeah. was also an actor. He's in Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, he is. And he's on... He's on Fantasy Island and Love Boat about 20 times. Oh, Everybody <laughs> was on Love Boat. Yeah. Bill Medley of the Righteous ah, Brothers, happy birthday. happy birthday. Born in 1940. Lee Dorman of Iron Butterfly, Butterfly. in the Vita. Mike Hurst from the British pop folk group trio, The Springfields. Mm. Okay, born in 1942. Oh. Cass Elliot. Nice. Elliot Cass. Yeah. Cass Elliot. Not Elliot Cass. From the Mamas and the Papas. Yes. Born to stay in 1943. David Bromberg, guitarist, uh, folk musicians, worked with uh, Bob Dylan and others. Mm-hmm, Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Frida Payne, soul <gasps> singer. I love this song. Uh, had Band of Gold. Yeah, it's such Some a great hit. song. Former singer with the Supreme. She was also Supreme. Did not have as big of a hit as Diana no, Ross. No, no. Uh, uh, six career, excuse me. Uh, 1946, John uh, Kuglin. Coglin, uh, drummer with English rock band Status Quo. We have more. We have another, Status Man, Quo was also mentioned somewhere crazy. else. Crazy. Uh, Ray Cooper, English virtuoso percussionist. Happy birthday, Ray. Happy birthday. Uh, I believe he also played with Harry Nielsen. I bet he did. Uh, what? L O L Cream. I don't. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. Oh, 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 Godly and Cream. Uh, 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 um, they were um, before they were godly and cream. What were they called? Um, oh. uh, soft cell, uh, ten cc, ten cc. It's right there on the screen. I'm sorry, uh, Ella, lol cream. We're so used to internet. It's, it's so sad. Wow. We were Laugh thinking it was, we thought it was lol. Oh, it's lol. We thought they were throwing in some. It couldn't have been lol. <laughs> it didn't happen. I'm yet. not in love. <laughs> and then he, then the then godly from ten uh, cc. They had the hit um, "Cry." Do you remember yes. the "Cry" with the the fading the faces? faces? That, that was, was really, really neat. Yeah. Da- yeah, and you know, Daniel Lenoir, producer, singer, uh, played with Peter Gabriel, a bunch of people. Happy birthday, Happy sports birthday. There's Nile Rogers. Go. Oh my oh, god! A oh my god! A, fam- a really awesome producer uh, produced David Bowie's "Let's Dance" album. Of course, Lef- uh, he was the 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 the, uh, the genius behind mm-hmm. the freak. Yep. Uh, co-founding member of Chic, uh, Rusty Egan, the Rich Kids, uh-huh. uh, Lita Ford of the Runaways, and a solo master solo, Jarvis Cocker <laughs> from Pulp, born in '63. Trisha Yearwood, oh, wow. oh, uh, Miss, that? Mrs. Uh, what's his name? That Big guy, Ca- Garth, Garth no. Brooks. Is it Garth Mrs. Brooks? Garth Brooks. Yes. Sure. Sure. Saxophonist Candy D- Dolfer. Oh, happy birthday! Lily was here. Wow. She wasn't born yet. She really wasn't here. It should be called Lily's Coming. <laughs> oh, Eventually, 
more ways years. than one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the guy from Kula Shaker, Paul Winterheart. Kula Shaker. Alan J. A.J. Popoff. Sure. Related to, uh... And Ryan uh, Douchebag. <laughs> from around five. No, it's not his name. That's Dusik. not his Dus- name. Dusik. Duhast. Du. Duhast. I knew that was Okay, guys, that Woo! is uh, what is known as a Ludini rock and roll circus. If you've never <laughs> really experienced one, one congratulations. Sure. Sure. Oh, oh, here's the live stream. Don't, don't delete it. Don't delete that. I'm like one of those guys who actually love the wrong you guys. Shit. Breaks it all. Somebody doesn't know that they ever watched Sunny and Cher. I did. Oh, I watched um, it. Uh, that somebody, was Damiano, who, I think. who loves who loves the Fat Boys? I lost it. That's Bill. My daughter Bill? has seen a Doppler effect. That's Damiano. That's Bill. Also Damiano. Also Damiano. Also Damiano. He must like Damiano. us. We sure like him. And then I don't know who the animals is. <laughs> Anyways, um, the new co- probably Gold's. I, I I that's probably Michael Gold's. I I agree with you, Michael. I'm not. Yeah, it's, it, it's not. It's very 21st century. Like that. It's okay. It's just I I th- like that. Here here's how it is, guys. Here's <laughs> how it here's here's how the most review. I'm not even that. Yes. Technically, in understanding everything about that record completely. However, I will just say that like you still have the older one. <laughs> there was a mm-hmm. remix of the uh, a uh, like a remaster yeah of of the original that's still very very good and out there and it's the artwork and everything's all the same so if you guys want you can enjoy both yeah some of these things are just fun to kind of compare and contrast like like comparing and contrasting Lita Ford we didn't this wasn't like who's better who's better oh my god yeah, yeah, Lita this, Ford whatever we like them both for different reasons yeah uh-huh. they they did different things. And it's just they just have interesting career paths that seem kind of parallel. <laughs> exactly. So that is that. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is the. I'm just having so much fun. I don't ever want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is the website. Yeah. Check it often. Yeah. For um, all kind of really just amazing things like um, nudity. Yeah. There's all kind of nudity. With we have triple-breasted women. Oh. In double-breasted suits. Oh. <laughs> so if you don't work that one out. Nice. Wow. Interesting. Fascinating, Captain. <laughs> uh, Wolf's Customs. Wolfscustoms.online. Find them all over social media to get that custom artwork done on your musical instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, RockRageRadio.com. Download the app, motherfuckers. I like how you clapped for that. It's free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lily V6. My show is on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Whoa. Hot Licks with Lily Six. RockRageRadio.com or download the app for free on your smartphone of choice, whatever you have. But the most important thing is I need to make it to round three on the Face of Horror contest. So vote for me, faceofhorror.org, Lily V6. You need to bump that up in your feed so it shows up close to the top of your page. Oh, I posted like every day, like a hundred times. (laughs) I'm shoving it down people's throats. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I like to vote for you, Lily. <laughs> Actually, I'm holding a contest. I will buy somebody dinner what? if they have the most votes. Because um, I can tally that. You can only vote. Well, well you can pay you can to pay vote. That's to what to I'm vote. talking about. If you pay to vote. But if you're paying, you're really not getting a free dinner. You get dinner with me. Oh, that's true. It's kind of a thing. Hey, Listen, yeah. guys. <laughs> um, 
What do you are you have anything coming up this week? Um, I do not have anything this week. I will be seeing Wednesday thirteen and Dustin Lunch next week. So yeah. horror, rock, and country. Oh my! Have fun with that. I'm. I think I'm doing something kind of interesting on Wednesday night, the twenty first. Oh, do tell. I think I'm going to see Marcus King. Where's that at? That's gonna be at Stage A E. Oh. Not right. stay. A lot of people in Pittsburgh still call it stage A and E. It's not A and E. It's, it's not like A and E. Like, it's not like arts and entertainment. It's like it's, uh, from the A and E network. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's stage American A&E. Eagle. <laughs> American Eagle. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, you learn <laughs> something A&E. new every day here. It's who owns it? <laughs> I thought it was anal enema. Of course you did. And why not? Do whatever you need. <laughs> what other kind of enema is there other than an anal enema? I really don't, I don't know. I think, I think that, that, that might be it. I, is that a double pejorative? No, that's a. Um, I'm getting my eyebrows waxed on Thursday. That could be. Well, a thanks. thanks but anyways, I, so I think I'm going to go to that. Um, that could be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and I just want to give everybody one piece of advice. What? Never buy concert tickets when you're drunk. Oh shit! <laughs> what would you do? Is that what you did? What'd you do? All right, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Next, all right, all right. Coming attractions, real quick, real quick. I know everybody wants to know. We do. What's happening? We're chomping at the bit. I think I have the list here. Uh, next week is uh, the story of the Jeffersons. <laughs> airplane, airplane, and Starship. That's actually going to be good. Wow! So we've. Ne- I'm, I'm loving this thing we've been doing. We did with Triumph. We're doing. Yeah. Je- we're doing with the uh, Jefferson Airplane and Starship. That's going to be cool. I- I'm going to do it with more bands coming up. I think this is really fun because yes. like. These bands are like really impactful. People love them, and but like nobody really did not really like kind of explored or really talked about or like whatever happened to them. So it's like it's fun to hang mm-hmm, out and talk mm-hmm. about that. So that's that's next week. There you go. Something for you guys to look for. Go. Cool. All, all right, guys, have a great week, and we will catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Take care, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Bye.